Welcome to the Come to the Table podcast by Distortion Free. We are all about getting hungry for the things of God. The Bible says that all those who hunger and thirst shall be filled. So grab your coffee, maybe tea, possibly a snack, and meet me at the table. Well, good morning on this day, I believe it's 10, of our 21 days of prayer and fasting. Excuse the noise, I'm getting situated. Um, I'm super excited about today's teaching because it's something that uh, Sean and I have taken time to study, taken time to walk out, and seen the fruit of the biblical principles that I'm going to teach today. With this 21-day fast, the number one thing that I want you to get out of this whole thing, this whole thing in every aspect and everything that I'm teaching and everything that we're doing, I want you to understand that you, by taking the time to consecrate yourself and set aside the natural, daily, normal routines of your life, and take these 21 days to fast, if you're not joining us on our 21-day fast, hop on. Now is an incredible time to join us. Um, But if you are already joining us and you are on day 10, or maybe it's your day 9, or your day 7, or whatever it is, I want you to understand one thing. When you fast, you're implementing biblical principles that cannot be denied. When you fast with... um, a humble heart with the purpose of humbling yourself under the mission of God, God's will, nothing more, nothing less, and nothing else, when that is your mission and your heart behind fasting, then there are biblical principles that cannot be denied. Okay, in everything, when you enact and use biblical principles, they work, period, period, point blank, period. However you want to look at it, they work. I always giggle when people are like, Christians are against manifestation, and yet their prayer is actually manifestation. And I giggle so hard because I'm like, what they're not understanding is the biblical principle was around long before mindful meditation or um Uh, manifestation with your words. Look at this house. I manifested it. Cool. What you don't understand is you're actually implementing a biblical principle, a biblical law that the Lord put into place. And guess what? God's a God of his word and he stands behind it and he stands on his word above his name. And so if his word says, as a man thinketh, so is he, then guess what, honey? Your manifestation is actually biblical. And so I giggle because there's so much argument over what the world sees as meditation, what the world sees as manifestation, what the world sees as I spoke, I keep speaking and declaring it, and then it becomes to, it comes to be in my life. I'm like, duh, because God said it would. And so I just, I giggle when the world says that because I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then I I cringe when Christians are like arguing with people about your manifestation is not actually, it's demonic and 
and you shouldn't be doing it. And in reality, instead of bashing people, yes, there are very much demonic things. Okay, we cast out devils. I know there's demonic things. I know that people walk in the demonic. When you walk in certain things, you're touching into the occult. And whether you have a good heart behind it or not, guess what? It's demonic. I get that. But there are certain things that the devil knows. Okay, he was up in heaven with the Lord. And the only thing that the devil can do is imitate. He knows what the joy of the Lord feels like. And all he can do is imitate it. He knows what it's like to pray and ask of the Lord anything and it will be given to you. He knows what that's like. But all he can do is imitate it. You can call forth with your manifestation all the things in the world that you want. But you're never going to have true joy unless you know the Lord. It just ain't going to happen. So you can manifest all you want. But until you live your life in dedication to the Lord and you dwell in the shadow of the Almighty, you will never feel fully fulfilled. This took a different turn. (laughs) This this is not in my nose. It's not where I plan to go. But however, it started off because I need you to understand that biblical principles being enacted create results. Period. Point blank period. When your heart is about God and giving God the glory and honoring the Lord and loving God and humbling yourself under the will of the Lord, things happen for you. And today I want to talk about one of those particular things being prosperity. There are a lot of people that are against prosperity, okay? A lot. A lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Christians will come against you saying, oh, that prosperity gospel, it's a doctrine of devils. You can't love God and money. I am not encouraging you, telling you, or um, talking about loving money. I'm talking about when you love God, things happen. Period. So for somebody to tell you that prosperity is not of God, they don't read their Bible very well. They don't know the Lord. They don't have a relationship with him because I can promise you with every fiber in my being, prosperity is for the children of God. And I'm going to explain to you biblically why I think that because, well, I I don't think it. The Bible says it. So I'm going to share biblically what the Bible says about prosperity. And then I'm going to share with you biblically what the Bible says about how you get there. Okay, let's, let us begin. First, we're going to talk about the fact that God wants you to prosper. If you love the Lord, you follow the Lord. The Bible says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. So if that's where you're at, if this is you, if this is not you, you don't love the Lord, you don't want to obey his commands, and you just want to live in rebellion, this ain't for you. But If you're listening to this podcast, which is a 21-day fast podcast, I have to imagine that you love the Lord because not many people will shut their mouths, cover their mouths, and not eat for 21 days uh, if you don't love God. So Psalm 25, 13 says, He will spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. Today is going to be a lot of scripture 
So that was numero uno. I mean, I've said other scriptures, but I didn't give you the place of them. Anyways, um, <laughs> it's been, I'm a little later to the gun on recording this podcast. So my day has already started. I've already done like 10 different things. So um, my mind is a little less focused this morning. So bear with me, please. We might be jumping all over the place. I've already had a cup of coffee. And when you are fasting, that makes you a little woo-woo. Okay. So there's going to be a lot of scripture today. Please have a notebook with you. If you are at a point where you're driving around, you're just listening and you don't have a notebook, that's okay. Come back later and um, write down all of these scriptures. Because if you're struggling financially, if you're you just hit a wall financially, if you want to level up financially, if you um, want to make sure that your finances are given to the Lord and and you're a good steward with what God has given you, then you're gonna want to keep these scriptures easily accessible. Yes, they're easily accessible in the Bible, but I mean in the fact that I can look and be like, okay, all of these are about prosperity. So. Psalm 25, 13, he'll spend his days in prosperity and his descendants will inherit the land. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, third John, John, the third book of John, chapter two. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. In the Amplified Version, it says, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in every way. Now, that one is one of my big things. That particular scripture is one that I have in my back pocket at all times because people like to say, well, he's talking about prospering emotionally and spiritually. He's not talking about your money. When you look at this scripture, it's breaking it down into three different aspects. I wish above all things that you may prosper, be in health. So there's your physical being prosper in your physical being, healthy, even as your soul prospers. There's your emotional, spiritual prosperity, okay? So three aspects. Prosper financially, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. Um, Psalm 35, 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that... That favor my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified, which hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. So you prospering, the Lord doesn't want you to prosper just for you. So that you can be joyful, you can enjoy things, that sort of thing. He does, but that brings him pleasure. You prospering pleases the Lord. You not struggling and trying to figure out, okay, I have this much in my bank account. I need this, this, and this at the grocery store. I'm going to have to take a calculator and figure out, will I be able to afford what I need? What do I have to put back? What do I need to get at a cheaper price? Like making sure that you're getting the cheapest store brand, what's on sale. I have to make sure I coupon. If you enjoy couponing, go for it, friend. I'm not, I'm not downing that. I wish I was that organized. I am not. 
<clears throat> but that's not what the Lord is saying. It brings him pleasure for you to prosper and be able to go to the grocery store and say, I need this, this, and this at the grocery store. And I'm going to run in, get it, run out. That brings him pleasure. That brings me pleasure as a mom to be able to go in the grocery store and my kids say, hey, can we get some vanilla milk this time? Absolutely. Let's get a gallon. Of, let's get some vanilla milk. Can we get yogurts? Well, that's not on my grocery list. That's not in the meal plan. But that's okay. You want yogurt? Let's get a thing of yogurt. Do they get everything they want every time? No. Because. Just because. <clears throat> but I personally enjoy allowing my children to have what they want. If Aspen's like, Mom, I really want bananas. Cool. Let's get some bananas when we go grocery shopping. Were they in the plan in the beginning? No. But you know what? We're going to add in some bananas. I like doing that for my children. Uh, they always want to add candy. And that's, a, you know, trying to teach them consistency and taking care of their temple. All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next. We read Deuteronomy 8, 18. Thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers as it is this day. The Lord is the one that gives you the ability to go work. The Lord is the one that blesses the work of your hands. The Lord is the one that gives you those dreams and visions that will make you money. The Lord is the one that gives you the dreams and the visions um, for your business, for whatever it is that's going to bring in finances for you. The Lord is the one that gives you the knowledge to learn how to build and scale that business. The Lord is the one that gives you the ability to do that. And so when he, if he's given you that ability, if he's given you those dreams, then he wants you to prosper in it. It actually glorifies the Lord when you prosper at the things that he's given you to do. And it establishes the covenant that he's made with our forefathers. Second Chronicles 16.9. This is the key scripture that I want you to be focusing on throughout this, the rest of this fast. But it's amazing for the fact of prosperity. Expect the supernatural from the Lord. Okay, we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So we need to stop expecting the world's standards. Stop expecting the world's return. Stop expecting the normal of the world and start expecting God's normal. Start expecting what God says for us. Um, where did it go? Second Chronicles 16, 9 says, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. So I've said this before to multiple different people in our church. I've said it. Um, I was chatting with one of the ladies in our church and I was explaining to her, the Lord isn't expecting uh, or isn't pleased by your perfection. Every time, all the time, and if you mess up, he's displeased with you. Okay? The Lord is pleased by your faith, by your, your heart 
towards him. Okay. If you're in the middle of this fast with us and you're like, oh, I messed up yesterday. I ate. Please do not allow yourself to say, I screwed up. This fast is over. You start again. From the moment that you ate, you stop and and do not shame yourself. You say, you know what? I determine in my heart it's going to be different. And you go upstairs to your room, wherever it is to go get away for a few minutes. You start, you pray with the Lord. You apologize to the Lord. Sorry, Lord, I messed up. I messed up. I ate. I was dedicated to doing this. And it was a mistake. That's okay. Start again and start going forward. Do not allow that little hiccup to derail your entire fast. Keep going for the entire 21 days. Keep going. Start again. His mercies are new every morning and he is looking to and fro for someone whose heart is perfect towards him. That means that your heart is to please God. Your heart is to do what God has called you to do. Your heart is to obey the Lord. That's where your heart is. And if that's your heart, then focus on that. Focus on that part. Focus on the fact that you can do it through all things. Let Christ strengthen you. Spend more time in prayer. Spend more time devouring the word and start again. You can do it. And in doing that, expect big things from God. Expect God to lead you and guide you and fill you with his strength and his joy. Expect God to move in your life. To not expect anything from God is unbiblical. You don't go into these things only to move God. Okay, that's not our heart. But to go in it with a heart to love God and say, how many, you know, I don't want anything from the Lord. I just, I just want to pour myself out before him and I don't want anything returned. I hope the Lord doesn't bless me. I hope the Lord doesn't pour out because I, I'm not doing it for that. If you have to say that out loud, then you're doing it for, for man. You're doing it for looks. God himself tells you his eyes are roaming to and fro across the earth looking looking for someone to show himself strong for looking for someone whose heart is set on him to please him to do his will to go out and win souls looking for someone who will do what he asks them to do looking for someone with the heart that says God if you get it to me You can get it through me. That's what God's looking for. Because, hold on, let me find this scripture. I'm going to actually quote this exact one. So Ephesians 3.20. The Lord is looking for people that are saying, if you get it to me, you can get it through me. And that's in everything. That's in finances. That's in the anointing. That's in healing. That's in the gifts. That's in the gifts of healing. That's in the gifts of knowledge. That's in uh, the gifts of words of wisdom. That's in everything. If the Lord gets it to you, can he get it through you? Or are you just expecting to be filled? Are you just expecting your bank account to get bigger and bigger and bigger? 
Or are you telling God and walking in obedience, if you get it to me, you can get it through me? Are you willing to be a conduit for the blessing of the Lord? Because that's where he's going to pour out. If you are not willing to be a conduit for the blessing of the Lord, he's not going to pour out into you. That means tithing. Lord, whatever you give to me, it doesn't matter. If it's a blessing, someone just blessed me with 20 bucks on the side of the road. Guess what? $2 of that straight to tithe, straight to it. Like I'm one of those people where I hate having it burn in my pocket. If the Lord tells me to give it to somebody, I got to do it right away. Like I'm going to go find that person that day and I'm going to do it. I'm going to make sure I'm going to see, do you have cash up? I'm going to do it. (laughs) Like whatever it is, I'm going to make sure it's not burning a hole in my pocket. Because if God can get it to me, or if God gets it to me, he can get it through me. I know that that is the only way that God will continue blessing if he can get it through you. If if you're a sponge and you just want to soak it all in and get bigger and bigger and bigger, then at some point he's going to stop pouring into you financially, with the anointing, all of it. If it's only soaking into you and sitting, it will stop flowing. But if it's soaking into you and you're squeezing it out and soaking more in and squeezing it out and soaking more in and squeezing it out, then it will be a continual flow. Ephesians 3.20 says, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we could ask or think according to the power at work within us. This is, this is the key scripture where everybody loves saying that the Lord will, will do more than you could ask, think, or imagine. But they cut off the last part and it drives me crazy. Because yes, the Lord can do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ever ask or imagine. Absolutely. But he does it through the power that works within you. That comes from, specifically today, we're talking about prosperity. That comes from you giving, your, t- your offering. Giving is offering. You're bringing the tithe because it's God's, it's not yours. You're bringing the tithe to the storehouse, to your church. That's where you bring the tithe. If you're getting fed, um, I heard a minister say, don't dine and dash. He says it all the time and I love it. It's so cute. That was a terrible cute was a terrible way. (laughs) Anyways, moving on from that. Don't dine and dash. Wherever you're getting fed, bring your tithe and offering to the Lord. You bring your tithe, not optional, not, not not an option of how much or what. Whatever money comes to you, 10% of that goes. And then the offering is your opportunity. That's where you tell the Lord, if you get it to me, you can get it through me. So when you're giving, you're making room. We talked yesterday about making room for the anointing. It's the same with prosperity. You're making room for prosperity. Lord, I'm I'm believing for $8,000 to cover this debt. I'm going to take $800 and pour it out. $800 is all I've got in my account, but I need $8,000. I'm going to take $800 and pour it into your kingdom, pour it into souls. 
and building the kingdom, knowing that your word says, now and in this life, you will give a hundredfold. So thank you, God, that as I give this, that $8,000 is taken care of. Name your seed when you're, when you're planting. When you look at uh, farmers, when they plant corn, they're expecting corn. So if they plant corn and green beans come up, they're like, what? <laughs> what the heck is that? That is not what I planted. So when, when you're putting your seed, your offering into the bucket, into the church, into that person that the Lord asks you to put it into, when you're blessing the man or woman of God, beautiful are the hands and feet that spread the gospel, when you're blessing those beautiful hands and feet of those sharing the gospel, of those preaching, of those leading, when you're pouring into the storehouse of your church, are you looking for a house? Oh, man. Uh, The Bible, I'd have to find it. But it talks about what you make happen for others, God will make happen for you. So if you're believing for something, if you're believing for a new wardrobe, sew into someone's wardrobe. If you're believing for a new house, sew into someone's house or the church building. Sew into what you want to grow. All right. um, Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. You look at the blessing of the world, manifestation and and Hollywood and all these super famous, rich, wealthy people, and a lot of them are, they're sad, they're frustrated, they're continually toiling, they're not with their family, it's this one thing to the next. Once they get it, it's not enough, they need more. Once they get that, it's not enough, they need more. Look at Robin Williams. He was super successful, had a great uh, career, was super wealthy, and still was so unhappy because the blessing of the world adds sorrow with it. But when you walk in the blessing of the Lord, he adds no sorrow with it. And then Philippians 9, 14. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. The Amplified says, and my God will liberally supply, fill to the full your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Fulfilling your every need is not according to your riches. It's not according to what your bank account looks like. It's not according to what uh, you're going through. It's according to his riches. His riches. He does it according to his riches in Christ Jesus. All right, hold on. Let me find this. Um, I can tell you one thing. If you are struggling financially and you're falling a little behind and uh, you're trying to figure out what, what do I do? I need to save more. I need to budget better. I need to get another job. Uh, all that. 
the very last thing you need to do is stop tithing. Tithing should never be an option. You need to determine in your heart, if you want to walk in the prosperity and the blessing of the Lord, you need to determine in your heart, I'm going to tithe no matter what. No matter what. It doesn't matter what my bills look like. It doesn't matter what my bank account looks like. Whatever money comes in, the tithe will always go out. The Bible talks about first fruits. First fruits is an offering. When you increase, when you gather the increase of your harvest, so you're tithing, you're giving offering wherever you're at. There's the story of, of the woman with the two mites. Jesus is watching, okay, as they all bring their offering up to the front. Jesus is watching what everyone puts in. How nerve wracking, okay? So Jesus is watching what everyone puts in. At the end, he tells everyone, this woman gave two mites, two little coins, but it was more than any of you gave because all of you gave out of your, your excess. They have a lot, so they gave some. She had nothing and still gave. It's not about how much you give. It's about your heart. If it doesn't cost you anything, is it a sacrifice? If it doesn't, Sean and I have given some offerings that it's like sweats beating on my brow. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Sean says the number and in my mind, I'm like, <gasps> like, I feel like I, I stopped breathing for a second. I'm like, okay, okay. But regardless, like it's, it's your flesh initially answers. And then my spirit man rises up and says, we know the blessing of the Lord. And so I don't care what my flesh says, we're going to do it. And we do it. And every single time, without fail, every single time, the Lord blesses what you give. It doesn't matter if it's a penny. If you're like, Lord, I don't have anything in my bank account. Like my bank account's overdrawn. Been there, done that. Bank account's overdrawn, but I have some change sitting on my end table. I'm going to take that and I'm going to put it in because that's what I have. And my heart is to give you what I have. The Lord doesn't need your money. It's not about the amount of money that you give into the kingdom. Okay. Your amount will always grow. Always. If you walk in the biblical principles the Lord has laid out, then it will always be blessed. There are different kinds of offerings. You have your first fruits offering. When you increase, so let's say you get a pay raise, okay? That first check that you get, the difference of what you used to get every week and what you get now, that difference is your first fruits harvest. That would be an offering to the Lord. Lord, this is my first fruits offering. Thank you, God, that you have increased me. Here are my first fruits. The very first fruit of what you get in your increase should always go to the Lord. 
other offerings are um, if you're believing for something. Like I said earlier, you, you need $8,000 to cover this debt and you don't have it in your account. What you do have in your account, Lord, I'm giving this, believing and knowing that you're going to provide all my needs liberally. The Bible says it right there. He will supply all of your needs, fill to the full, all of your needs. The Bible also says you shall not lack. When you walk in giving and you walk with a generous heart, you will not lack. Give and it will be given unto you, pressed down, shaken together and overflowing. So there's that. There's the first fruits. There's when you're in need. There's um, the offering of honoring the man or woman of God. When you, when we, If we ever have anyone, which we will, come in and speak, we will always, 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 always give an offering to the man of God. Because we're blessing and honoring the gift that God has given them. And when you honor others, when you honor the anointing, the Lord honors you. Just like I shared yesterday, when you make room for the anointing, it's the same concept. He will honor you. There, So there are a few different ways of giving, offering, asking the Lord, what would you have me give? <clears throat> when you've given your tithe, given, not given, when you've brought your tithe, after you've brought your tithe, there's asking the Lord, what would you have me give? Because we are stewards of God's money. It's This one's going to be a little bit longer today. A um, couple more things. When being a steward of, of something is, let's say I have 20 bucks. And I give it to you and I say, hey, can you please hold this for me? I don't have anywhere to put it. I need, can you hold it for me? You have a little purse. I don't have one. Can you please hold it for me? Yeah, absolutely. So you're holding on to that $20 for me. Are you going to run to McDonald's and be like, ah, oh, all I have is this 20 bucks that Sarah has me holding on to? Are you going to use that $20 to get McDonald's or are you going to go home and get something? You're not going to use the $20, right? You're either going to use your debit card with your money and leave the $20 alone. Or you're going to go home and you're going to get food there. Because you're waiting until I come back for that money. So then I come back to you and I say, hey, can you give that $20 to Sean? When you see him, just go give that $20 to Sean. He needs it. Thanks. You're going to go give it to Sean. Because it's not yours. You're not going to hold on to it and say, ooh, does he really deserve it though? Like, are you sure he needs it? What does he need it for? Is he going to use it for good things? You're not going to ask that. You're not going to ask those things. If I give you 20 bucks to hold and I say, hey, hold on to this for me. I'm going to come get it from you later. You're, you're going to use it for what I tell you to use it for. That's how it is with the Lord. With, with the money that comes into our hands, that's how we need to look at it. When the money comes in, Lord, what is seed for me to sow and bread for me to eat? 
What's, what are you giving to me and what do you need to get through me? Those are the questions you need to be asking the Lord about your finances in everything. Who do you need me to give it to? How much do you need me to give? What's mine to keep? Every single penny that comes to us personally and everything that comes into the ministry, Lord, what do we need to give? Our ministry, anyone that goes to our church, Distortion Free Church, needs to know our ministry is a tithing ministry. We tithe to our pastors, Rodney and Adonica Howard Brown, the River Church, Tampa Bay. So we are a tithing church. And so I can tell you without a doubt, our church will be blessed. That's why when I'm teaching about tithe and offering, I can tell you that the church doesn't need your money. The church will function and run whether you obey the Lord or not. Because we obey the Lord. Because I know we're, we as a church and as my husband and I personally obey the Lord with our money in everything that we do. If the Lord asks us to give it, you better believe we give it. Tithe, done. Before any bills come out, before anything is done, tithe is done. We are tithers. We give. The church will give. We give personally. The church tithes. We tithe personally. They're completely separate. We are separate entities. What goes to the church goes to the church. It does not come to, to or through us. And so because of that, I can tell you, regardless of whether you obey the Lord with your finances or not, if you go to our church, the church will run and it will be blessed because we obey the Lord. And I'm trying to help you understand that same concept. You can live a life knowing Regardless of what happens in this world, regardless of whether my boss goes off the deep end and decides to fire me, regardless of whether the economy drops out, regardless of whether we go into another stupid COVID lockdown, regardless of any of that, if you are tithing and offering and honoring God with your money, you can know that you know that you know that you know without a doubt, nothing can shake you that God will provide for you regardless of what happens around you. That is what I'm trying to get you to understand. When you honor God with the money that he's put into your hands that was not yours to begin with, okay, we are stewards, not owners. When you get that concept and you live your life around that concept, you will always be taken care of, always be blessed. The Lord will put on people's heart. I need to go buy their groceries. The Lord will put on people's heart. I'm going to go bless them with a hundred bucks. This is specifically for you and your kids. The Lord will put people in your life to bless you and honor you when you are a tither and you are a giver. The Bible says it, so it is. That's the concept I'm trying to get you to understand. When you honor God with your money, your finances that he's put into your hands, he will honor you with more. All right, that podcast went by very quickly. It um, was an incredible teaching. I, I could talk for hours upon hours on the financial blessing of the Lord because that's how strongly I feel about how incredible the Lord is in blessing finances when you honor him. 
I hope you have an incredible day. I'm going to pray over you real quick. And we're going to get on with this day 10 of 21 days of fasting. Guys, we are about halfway through. Halfway through these 21 days of fasting. It's funny because each day kind of feels like it's going by slowly. But then I wake up the next morning and I get to do these podcasts. And I'm like, dang, it's day 10 already? It's crazy. So Lord... I pray that you open the eyes of every single person listening, open their ears, open their hearts to understand what they heard today, to take it in and get the revelation of what your word is saying about stewardship, to get the revelation, to become a person that says, Lord, if you get it to me, you can get it through me. Not to be a person that's continually wanting people to pour into them, blessings to pour into them, blessings to flow over them, to fill their bank accounts, to fill all that. But Lord, to become a person that says, Lord, if you fill my bank account, I'll drain it and give it all away for you to fill it up all over again. Lord, I thank you that you are a God of your word, that you you stand by your word like no man ever could stand by their word. It is unbreakable. Thank you, God, that you are so incredible, that you are so loving, that you are so uh, such an amazing father, that you take care of our needs, you take care of our wants, that you don't want us lacking, that you want us to prosper, that you want us to be in health, that you want us to be joyful, that you want us to be so full of peace. Lord, I pray that your love be poured out over the people listening today, that a revelation, a new revelation of your love for them is shown in their hearts today. Lord, give them a deeper understanding of your love for them because when we understand your love for us, it is undeniable that you want us blessed. It's undeniable of how much you love us. Lord, make it undeniable to them of how much you love them. Show your love to them. Make yourself real to them today. I thank you that we have Tuesday blessings. The days are blending together. I had to look and see what day it was. Lord, thank you for Tuesday blessings, that the blessings for today come through. I bind and rebuke any foul devil that would try and hinder and block their blessing today. Anything that would try and come against the people listening, I rebuke it in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you that you've given us the authority of your name to speak whatever we bind in, uh, on earth is bound in heaven. So we bind and rebuke anything that would come against us and our blessing. And we rebuke it. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you for your blessings. Thank you for pouring out. Thank you that you who live in us are greater than he who lives in the world. Thank you, Father. We praise you. We honor you. You deserve all of the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. And may your praise always be on our lips. We honor you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening. This podcast was a little bit longer today. Again, I could keep speaking on it. Um, you can visit our website, distortionfreeministries.com. We have a merch store. If you would like to rep distortion free and just want to, you know, wear your faith out loud, there will be new designs coming up on that all the time. I get ideas. I jot them down. I put them in the store. So keep an eye out for that. Super excited. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, all the things. We love you. Thank you so much for listening and hope you have an incredible day. Thank you for listening. This podcast is part of Distortion Free Ministries. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram at Distortion Free, or you can go to our website, distortionfreeministries.com. 
If you would like to be a part of what we're doing, you can go to the Give tab and financially make yourself a partner with the things that God's doing through our ministry. We love you, and we'll see you next time at the table.